Sarah. Welcome to Creative Reboot. In this episode, we are interviewing the very lovely Megan. I got my first person in from Canada. Yay! Yay! Uh, Megan is from Rogue Bookkeeping. Her business is Rogue Bookkeeping, I should say. Unsurprisingly, Megan is a bookkeeper. What I love most about Megan, though, is that she is most definitely not your typical bookkeeper. She loves a bad meme, she has tattoos and uh, fabulously purple hair, and she's not afraid to say the word fuck. Hello, Megan! <laughs> Fucking hello! Yay! Yay! <laughs> hello! Just You're so happy. one of us, I love it. <laughs> Very enthusiastic Fantastic. about the word and being here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wonderful. So we'll we'll go straight into it, Megan. Hit the, hit you with the first question. Tell All right, us let's a do little it. bit. Yes, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, so I am the aforementioned Megan. Um, I do have purple hair, I have tattoos and absolutely love the word fuck and I also love doing bookkeeping um, which is kind of a weird thing for most people to say because um, <laughs> it can be pedantic and it's full of numbers I mean you either love them or you hate them and I fortunately happen to love them fantastic um, yeah I'm, I'm intrigued by this because numbers and me are not friends same um did you did you always love numbers? Did you is it was it a realization you came to? Like how tell tell me about this because this is totally totally alien. different to me. Yeah, <laughs> alien to me. Yeah, um, I've actually I've always loved numbers. Um, uh, weirdly enough, I used to do like edition books and stuff for funsies when I was a kid. Um, so I think I was I was basically screwed from the beginning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was doomed to a life of spreadsheets. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've always loved them. Um, I did take a course in high school uh, for bookkeeping, and um, even though I attended probably 50% of the classes, I got about 98% in it. <laughs> so I um, thought that might be a good indication career wise, although it did take me about 15 years post high school to actually become a bookkeeper. <laughs> oh, wow. But it feels a little bit like it might have been written in the stars. That, that definitely <laughs> feels like a good sign. Yeah, definitely came back around to it. Yeah. What did you do then when you first came out? What were, like when you first finished? What was um? Um, what, yeah, I what started. <laughs> well, right after high school, I had I owned two horses, so I uh, I had to pay for them. So I got a job working at Walmart unloading trucks, um, and then unfortunately I hurt my back, um, so I couldn't do much, um, and then went into an administrative role. Um, grew from there, did contracts administration, um, did a little bit of like bookkeeping accounting for the company, did some marketing, um, worked in real estate development for a bit, oh, wow. um, did um, ad sales at a newspaper after that, <laughs> kind wow. of bounced around a bit, um, went where I could get enough money to uh, pay for the horses and uh, their vet bills. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, unfortunately, like my, my horse passed away a few years ago, um, but that gave me, freed up some money so I could go back to school. I uh, went back to school, got my certificate in bookkeeping, and at the beginning of this year, right before COVID, I started Rogue Bookkeeping. <laughs> Ta-da! Another, another business Ta-da! starting right before the pandemic. We've had a few of those on here, unfortunately. We have. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I love I love actually that we're, we're kind of, dare I say, we're coming out the other side. I hope we're coming out the other side. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not the beginning of the pandemic anymore. And I love that we are still talking to people who started just before because I just think we're an amazing, resilient bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, the fact that you've kept going through all of this is, is incredible. 
Can I also um, just mention the faces that Carla was pulling the moment you mentioned the word horses? <laughs> there was like delight. <laughs> oh, there was all this wonderful, delightful face. And then when you mentioned your horse dying, there was really sad face. And... No, I might have cried. No, I also had a horse um, a long time ago, um, about 10 years ago now. And oh, yeah. um, he, well, he wasn't, he was kind of mine, not officially mine, long story, but uh, he was sold and I haven't really ridden since and I really miss horses. So when you said horses, I went, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> But you guys can't see that. You guys can't see the faces because only we can see our faces in video. That's probably a good thing. It wasn't necessarily a good face. It was just a very excited Carla face. It was a very excited Carla face. <laughs> but I'm really sorry he's gone. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. But so, so I mean, because that's like a hell of a mix of stuff that you did before. <laughs> And actually, fifteen years fifteen years doesn't seem that long to get all of that stuff in. Like right. that, was, that was a roller coaster of a ride. I'm, oh I'm man, that really wasn't impressed. even all of it. There's there's a bit wow. more, but like you know, nice little like overview. The highlights. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I just I bounced around a little bit, but um, I usually just ended up working for small companies where I ended up being the owner's right hand person, and that usually included like doing a bit of everything, which as it turned out was a great. Um, set up for education for starting my own business seeing as I now mm. actually do everything <laughs> exactly yeah because you that, uh, that kind of explains a lot as well about how you run your business doesn't it because you've because you've always like had loads of inside knowledge Me Megan has been a force of nature this year with her business it's been amazing, amazing. to see it so it's obviously you've pulled all of that those experiences and everything you've learned as you've been going along mm -hmm. and, and pulled it into your business so what so what was it what was the the sort of catalyst for starting your business then what was it that that got you to that point um so after i got my certificate in bookkeeping um i at the time was working for a construction company as their admin slash bookkeeper um and then we had an accountant and his wife was a bookkeeper had her own company and she offered me a job so um, I quit the construction company, um, technically, because he actually came and was my first client with the, uh, with the new company. <laughs> oh, wow. I, went, <laughs> That's really I cool. went to work for them. Um, but I only worked for them for about six months, unfortunately, because um, they decided to pull back and semi-retire um, mm. after a health scare. So, like, it wasn't in the plan or anything, obviously, since they were hired me six months prior. But, um, yeah, they uh, decided to pull back and cut their employees and um, cut a bunch of their clients and um, basically I mean for me to go and work anywhere else they were paying less than $20 an hour and you just you can't live on that here mm. so I um, I went out on my own um, my dad's accountant for his company is actually like now a, a family friend like we've known him I've known him my entire life so he agreed to mentor me and you know ask answer any questions I might have along the way and um, yeah I just uh, decided to wing it oh no future clients i'm not winging it i know i know what i'm doing <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> i always do that i totally know what i'm doing no but it's the wing it's the they're taking the leap isn't it it's, it's, it's less yeah. about winging it and more about like unfurling your wings and flying yes yes it yes. was taking a leap. Yes. Yeah, that's a better way taking to put it. Yeah, that makes sense. I know what we knew what you meant. I, I, yeah, I'm glad it's not just me that says stuff and then I'm like, but I do know what I'm doing, honest. I totally go with the whole winging it thing. I'm, I'm, I am not averse to saying, look, I have never done this before. You are my guinea pig. So. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, speak, I, speak. I, 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 sorry, I get new clients that are like, you know, in different industries and stuff because I don't, I haven't like niched down and like, you know, specified, like I've only worked with real estate agents or something like that. So like. I had a new client come on recently, and they're actually a, um, a games company in California, um, which is a little nuts, but, like, freaking awesome. Um, yeah. But, like, I haven't worked with, um, 
you know, companies that do Kickstarter campaigns and that's primarily what they do. And I'm like, look, dude, this is this is where we're at. Like, I feel very confident that I can pick it up. And I mean, basic bookkeeping is basic bookkeeping. But yeah. at the end of the day, I haven't done this before. And he's like, nope, that's cool. I like your approach to it. And I feel like we can work together. I'm like, okay, freaking awesome. That's I think awesome. that honesty goes a long way sometimes, doesn't it? And if, if people know that from the off, there's they've got no... I, they don't put those really high expectations on you then because you're saying, look, I am going to yeah. be figuring this out with you, but I know mm. I can do it. So, But I also think that's a really good example of, of hiring and fi- like either hiring the people that you need or mm. finding your client, depending on which way, which side of that equation you're sitting on, um, based on actually liking human other human beings, like finding <laughs> like-minded humans, which we've talked about a lot, haven't we? Yeah. So it's not just about the skills that you have, but it's also about the way that you put yourself across and the way that you are and, and being yourself. Um, I said to someone the other day, you know, my one of my guiding principles is um is be 3000% Carla and they were like well you couldn't just be 150% Carla that wouldn't work (laughs) (laughs) clearly I'm doing this right but I think um, just what you've just said is is I think it just shows that actually when you're honest and you're yourself you you get the right people for you Mm. because you you're not you're not trying to be or do something that you you're not exactly Megan did we warn you that I'm not always the most coherent on this podcast (laughs) I have thoughts but they don't always connect with my, my my mouth that well so apologies if that yeah no, um, no worries. But yeah, I really like that. That's really cool. Cool. So I, I, where I've, I'm totally lost on the questions now, Carla. Hop in. Feel uh, free. <laughs> I know. I was listening. We were no, doing I a bit of riffing in the middle there, weren't we? And asking a few things totally. that were not on. So we, uh, well, we, we obviously conversational jumping off points. It's fine. Exactly. We we, we do like to send our um, interviewees a list of like questions that we typically ask. Um, you know, to, so that people can pre-prepare a little bit. For, for what we're about to do but then obviously a lot of the time we end up completely abandoning them halfway through so our poor interviewees then have to just kind of wing it just tangent with us that, yeah you know. we it, see? <laughs> tangents are our favorite well you know that's a good thing because you you did send me the questions like over a week ago and i swear i swear i glanced at them but I did not prep anything. I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to oh, well. wing it. It'll be a thing. There we go. Yeah, That's fine. We are it's... happy about winging it. <laughs> beforehand, I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> I think actually, just as I might have seen your email ping in just as I went into, um, so I was working this afternoon and then went in to get some dinner. And I'm almost sure I saw your name pop up on the screen. And then I was like, nah, Sarah will deal with it. It's the beginning of her working day. She'll deal with it. It'll be fine. Um, and I assumed it was going to be something like the Zoom link or something. And then, yeah, we resent the questions. So uh, you, you're doing good. Winging it's it. Fine. It's, it's amazing. Good. I like it's it. all good. No, it's all good. So um, obviously, we I, I think I've said to you a couple of times, Megan, that we've, we've asked you to come and do this. Um, and obviously, we're a, it's a creative podcast, isn't it? We, we talk about creative stuff. And one of the things we always say, creativity is not just being an artist or a writer or or something else. Do you see a creativity in being a bookkeeper? Um, there's definitely creativity in my marketing. Yes. Um. <laughs> oh, I agree. That's a good answer. Carry on. Tell us more. <laughs> I mean, as you've seen, I make the cheesiest memes. Um she really does. I mean, I need to see some of these. We I might have to like... put an example in the um in the in show, the show notes. notes. Yeah, they are yeah. so bad, and they're <laughs> like honestly. Okay, so like my company, like obviously, I started in January, and we're now into November, and I I am fully booked. I mm-hmm. am to the point where I'm arguing with my partner and my boyfriend whether or not I should be turning away new clients because I just I don't have the time, which is that's amazing. amazing. I Good place I, to be in. Yeah, like I never projected this, so um. Oh my god, what was my point? Brag? 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Creativity in your marketing. So you here's, really here's an example. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, let's have a look. I'm just going to show an example from your Instagram. It's a Jurassic Park picture of the guy holding his hands out to the dinosaurs, and she's got barely holding your bookkeeping at bay. And then it's got your bookkeeping is all the dinosaurs. You are the person holding them all back. Call RBK. We can help. Do you do, you do international bookkeeping? Because, like, <laughs> you know, no numbers are me and your friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably could. Um, I have a question, actually, which is kind of related to this. Where did the name come from? Where did Rogue? Because I like that. Like, Rogue is a good thing. I honestly, I don't know. It popped into my head. And when I was debating, like, I did, like, this massive pro-con list about whether or not I should start this. And it it didn't go away as I was doing the pro con. It didn't go away as I was, you know, making the decision. And when I went to just register um, the company, I was just like, okay, rogue bookkeeping. That's that's it. And I guess partially because like I wanted to be different than other bookkeepers. Um, I wanted to be very client centric and very client focused on making their problem go away. Like, that's literally what I view my job as. Like, I'm making somebody else's problem go away. That's such a good way of describing it, because it is a problem. It is not. I can, can you tell? Like, I'm, I'm so in awe of what you do, because I hate, I just had to wrangle my, my accounts quite recently for something, and I was not expecting to have to wrangle my accounts, and um, I wrangled them all in one day, and it was horrible. It was horrible. Um, so, actually, the idea that, that you exist and you can make that go away is just, like, a glorious thing to me. Yeah, I think this is, this is a really good thing. So, actually, the creativity is obviously in your marketing, but maybe it doesn't need to be. Maybe people are just so pleased you exist, it's okay. <laughs> actually, I remember but my I'm, original yeah. point. Um, oh, yeah. It was that I was trying to, like set myself apart from other people and um like the company growing and working the way it has I think is a lot to do with the branding that I've put together like my logo is a weird little kraken um you know attacking the letter r in rogue and my memes are weird and they're puntastic and they're just everything is um a lot of me and my weird brain and that seems to have really resonated with a lot of people. Like a lot of my clients have actually become friends. <laughs> um, so I mean, obviously we're not hanging out cause COVID, but as soon as we can, like there's a couple that we've got tentative lunch plans and there's others where if I'm having a bad day and I just need to vent, I call them <laughs> like, it's fantastic. It's amazing. And it's, it's super weird. <laughs> I find my, I, I'm smiling along here because I, I feel like I am probably one of these people and we will have to plan a lunch date at some point. But yes, um, it's it, uh, the way I kind of describe it is, I've, I, I said this, I've told Megan this, I had a, a, a um, some help with bookkeeping before and I wasn't feeling like I was really getting anything from that, that person, so I decided to pull away. So then I spent, I think it was like six months with no no bookkeeping going on whatsoever. It was all just being thrown into... Megan's least favourite software wave, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, and uh, and literally, I had no clue what to do with it until tax time suddenly was come was coming up earlier this year, I think it was, wasn't it? And mm -hmm. we we met through networking. And as soon as I saw her and heard she was a bookkeeper, and I saw her tattoos and her purple head, I thought, oh, this person is my per this person will be amazing to do my numbers. And it was it was just like here, let me throw all this stuff at you, and you just took it and fixed it all for me which is fabulous <laughs> so yes 
Yeah, but it is that whole... And I actually think that, sorry, I was going to say, I think that's one of the best ways of running a business is if your clients are regularly becoming friends, Mm. um, then you're probably doing business right. Yeah. I I have a similar thing. The the only downside of that, I suppose, is that the longer your business is going and the more successful your business gets, the more people you have to try and keep in touch with, which is really, really hard. But end up with a lot of friends, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's not a bad thing. That's a wonderful problem to have. Definitely. Definitely, yes, absolutely. Oh, no, that sounds epic. Yeah. It's just um, was I going to say something there? Oh my god! I don't know. Sorry, I think I talked over the top of you in excitement. <laughs> Happens a lot. <laughs> it does. <laughs> okay then. So here's here's one of the questions from our list because it's one of our favourites. With everything that's gone on so far, then obviously the the fact that you've started a business right before a pandemic will 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 glance over that. But <laughs> what has been your most glorious moments so far? Oh, I mean, there's there's been a couple. So. Um, I think most glorious was the day I broke even. <laughs> um, you know, like, Isn't that a great feeling? Obviously. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, it's actually funny because like as a bookkeeper, I'm like, you know, always on top of my clients to like stay on top of their books and I like, I make sure they get everything to me on time. Mm-hmm. And my bookkeeping is like three months behind. <laughs> <laughs> she makes me feel so much better that's fine uh, this, yeah it's the same as like my copy is always behind and Carly right. all, you, you've got my, a my list of stock shots and things yeah, yeah exactly yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like I a couple months ago I updated my bookkeeping and I got caught up and I was really good and I realised that there was a day in I think July that I was was at like my break even point like I all my expenses were paid, all of my personal expenses were paid, and I actually made money, and it was not a lot, but I made money, and I was ecstatic. That's it was really the best exciting. feeling. Yeah, and can we just say a big congratulations as well? Yeah, thank very, yes. I, it, <laughs> it makes me laugh that actually you totally missed that, you know, key yeah. moment in your business. <laughs> Completely, like just like walked right past it, and then I'm like, yeah, catch up. Oh, hey, exactly. But also, Matt, like to be able to achieve that in six, like six, seven months of starting your business, that's incredible. incredible. That's something you should be really proud of. That's amazing. I am. I am. I'm super proud. Like I can't. I can't believe it. It's it's beyond me. (laughs) Yeah. And also, there was another little thing you said there about uh, it wasn't a lot. And I've been saying that quite, I'm like, oh, you know, I've, I've literally, when I first was able to pay myself the first $250 in a month, I was like, it was only $250, but, and everyone was going, it doesn't matter. You've paid yourself some money. That's incredible. So, and that mm-hmm. starts to go up, doesn't it's it? The longer you, yeah, yeah. it's like, we're always talking about the small wins, aren't we? And it doesn't matter how small yes. that is. It's definitely worth celebrating. So definitely. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we like, we popped a bottle of like nice wine that night. Fantastic. Riley. Yeah. Right, so I approve muchly. That's, yeah, that's that's awesome. Awesome. So we interrupted you there. That was, that was obviously one of your glorious moments. You were going to say something else, weren't you? Um, I think the other one was, um, probably getting that company in California that I mentioned just cause, mm. um, you know, it's cross border and it's just somebody that found me on Instagram and my branding and marketing like resonated with them. And so they contacted me, we chatted a bit and I guess they, they like my philosophy ethos, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, and then they they want their clients to work with me too, so it's it's potentially like a massive deal for me, cool. and a little bit unbelievable for a young company. 
but again, be proud. Be very yeah. proud. Yeah. And do you know, proud. do you know what's really lovely to hear? Like one one of the things we've been loving um this year is that we've spoken to, and I mean, obviously everyone has been impacted in one way or another by mm. COVID. But we're hearing these little success stories and bigger success stories. And this feels like a big success story because you started just before COVID. Like, yeah. what the hell? Um, you know, I know established businesses that have, have struggled to to stay afloat during this. Like, And when I say established, like 20-year-old businesses, not, not a few years. Um, so having a business that is not even a year old and you are in the black and and you're yeah it's amazing absolutely amazing and it's so lovely to hear good news this year like yes. positive stories is really yes. inspiring so thank you for yeah. thank you for that thank you for thank you for running your business so well it's really good and actually that means as well because that means we're, we're planning on putting this out before the end of the year so it's going to be some good news for everyone towards the end of the year so i'm very <laughs> pleased about that definitely, definitely. cool so obviously we, we do the positive first. I, I know why we do this now, Carla, because I always question why we ask the positive question first followed by the negative one. Because we don't want to depress our guests too Exactly. On, we? we want to leave the good stuff. That's what it is. We need honesty, but it's like it's like an honesty sandwich. Yes, I like it, definitely. So, obviously, those were your glorious moments. What do, what have you struggled with, so, with the most so far? Um, I think I've struggled most with imposter syndrome. <gasps> you know, Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I think pull it, I've just made a big too. gasping noise there because we've just been talking about this colour and I, but oh, carry really? on. <laughs> yeah. Literally um, just before you came onto the podcast, we were like, oh, the imposter syndrome is high for mm-hmm. various reasons. But yeah. Talk to us about that though, because I, I, I yeah. don't know whether I, it, it's not something that's necessarily occurred to me as someone who is doing dealing with something like numbers, which might not seem as... Mm. Um, do you know what I'm trying to say, Carla? Because I'm not Yeah, sure. I do. As in, as in it feels... It feels how do you feel imposter syndrome when you work with unarguable numbers? That, mm. That's what I think we're trying to say. Like numbers are either right or they're wrong, right? So that's true. Yeah. I mean, I am not a numbers person, but I'm really intrigued by this. Yeah. I'm actually quite comforted, quite comforted because if you feel imposter syndrome, then maybe everybody does and it's okay. <laughs> well, I think, I think partially it's because like most of my clients um, have like, you know, a year, two years, seven years um, worth of catch up to do. And they hand me this pile and they're like, you deal with it. Like, I don't want to touch it. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay. It's it's a lot of responsibility. Such a good noise. Good noise. (laughs) My boyfriend does it all the time. (laughs) You know, he's working on like a big project and he's got to like do all these things. And I I believe in him 100%. And I'm always like, you're going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Like, you're the right person for the job. And he's just like, meep. I I love that. And I think it's hilarious. Like, it's the best thing, because he is, like, this big, Scottish, kind of burly, redneck dude. <laughs> so for him to be like, meep, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Just adds, adds, adds extra, extra joy to the noise. I, I love it. So. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, yeah carry so on. The imposter syndrome comes in, because, like, yeah, I feel, like, a lot of responsibility towards my clients. Like, I don't want to let them down. And I feel like, like, I worked for that bookkeeping company for about six months, and I honestly wanted to be there for about two years and gain a lot of experience. Um, although I am learning that some of the things that they taught me in those six months were wrong. So, um, perhaps a blessing in disguise. Um, so yeah, I mean like for, for what I'm doing, like, you're right. Like if the numbers balance, then everything's generally pretty happy, but there's, there is an amount of interpretation on like where you put things and stuff. Cause when you're reporting to CRA, obviously you have to have the different categories broken out and you don't want to do anything that like triggers a red flag. So if you have a buttload of expenses in one category and you're bringing in like 
a lower amount of money or something like something that just looks off might be a red flag mm. to them and then you can trigger an audit and then you're like well gosh darn it i fucked up <laughs> so, it's um for, for the benefit <laughs> for the benefit of um, this, this, the CRA sounds a lot like HMRC and it is similar. You exactly. don't want to trigger it. You want, you want to give them all the right information. You want to work with them. You want to do all the things. But what you do not want to do is for them to be like, hi, audit time, because it's just hellish. From yeah. I've got a couple of friends who have gone through it, not because they've done anything wrong, just because they landed on the list where they needed to. And it is just a hellish process. So, you know, and you cooperate, but it takes a lot of time. And yeah, is that a yeah. similar? I'm yes. on the right tracks. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, yeah, all my clients and stuff, like, everything's in order. And obviously, like, if, if any of them get audited, like, we're totally prepared and everything. And I've got everything set up so that we're we're good. You know, receipts are kept, um, backups, source documents, blah, blah, blah. All good. But it's still that, like, fear that, like, oh, my God, have I done something that's going to be, like, you know, an auditor is going to look at it and be like, ha-ha, victim. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. I, I always yeah. picture them as this, like, evil, like, character with, like, the mustache that they're twirling and, like, the top hat and the monocle, you know? That's what I think oh an God, auditor looks amazing. like. <laughs> I, I'm totally picturing that right now, actually. Right? But it's really interesting what you say there about, like, imposter syndrome. Whereas I've always talked about it as, like, my feelings about how I do my job. You kind of described it there more as... Um, worrying about how your clients are going to think you're doing your job does that make does that make yeah. sense so it's like it's more of a yeah because you know you can do your job you know you know you're good with your numbers and you've got everything in place logically, it's that worry yes. about, yeah logically, logically yeah yes. absolutely yes. but it's then that worry of oh god maybe you know if they get all if they suddenly get pulled for audit they're going to be thinking well did she do something wrong that's made me end up in in audit yeah so yeah yes it's like that, that fear of even though thinking. i would say like i'm really intrigued by this because again look and it's so much easier isn't it to look at somebody else's and go but obviously yes. um but to me if 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 my i don't have a bookkeeper but if my amazing accountant that um so i give her my stuff at the end of the year and she goes through it and checks it before we submit and um but certainly if i had a bookkeeper same thing if i got a request from hmrc my immediate overriding feeling would be fuck and then my second immediate overriding feeling would be oh thank fuck i have kylie <laughs> in your case you know thank fuck i have megan exactly um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be oh god she cocked up it would oh. be like oh thank god i've got her to help me through it do you know totally. what i mean so it's really yeah. intriguing to me that there's this like i, I mean it's totally it's totally it's it's valid in the sense that all our feelings are valid but non-valid in the sense that imposter syndrome should just fuck off um i hate it 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 gets gets in the way of so many good things um but it's so intriguing to me yeah i I think this is thank you thank you for your honesty that that is um very comforting to me very very intriguing oh definitely massively comforting to me as well (laughs) really (laughs) oh hugely honestly and this makes you feel better (laughs) oh really yes so much because but that's the thing isn't it that's the definition of it logically we all know we can do our jobs we know we're really good at our jobs and we wouldn't have set up a freaking business doing our jobs because you know it's not the easiest thing in the world to do i just feel um, like an imposter oh sorry I, I feel like i should reassure megan because obviously i am one of her clients which is probably where yes. she's coming from on this but it's <laughs> like a little bit <laughs> i am not worrying about you fucking up because i know if i were to deal with these numbers it would be fun you would fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you said i think for me it's it's knowing that you've got that that backup if you if you do get asked for an audit or even if you just have i don't know if your numbers just don't add up or something i don't know you i don't know something <laughs> happens with the numbers and they break because numbers they stop looking like numbers anymore they stop looking like numbers anymore yeah by, the, by the end of this podcast yeah by by the end of this podcast the word numbers is going to stop making any sense i've said it so many times it just won't look right anymore um yeah but no i i genuinely think and i think sarah sarah being one of megan's clients like is it it's not just a 
is it not just a relief to know that there's someone there who can deal with this shit for you? Oh, like, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that is the best thing about anything that I deal with. As far as numbers are concerned, I literally, it all goes into a, 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 my... Again, going back to Wave, that's where it goes at the moment, but she's going to fix that Garbage software. <laughs> We've had a discussion, it's going, but that's fine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but all I do is I literally, all I, I, I said to Megan, we had a meeting the other day actually about changing onto her, uh, is it Sage software you use? Yes. I think, yes. yeah. And, uh, oh my I, god, you're a brave woman. I, I, I tried Sage. Well, it scared me. I, she, she just made it really easy, though. This is the thing. She was like, that's fine. She said, I'll pull everything into Sage. You keep using Wave to do your invoicing. She said, unless you want to start doing reports. And I was like, no, all I want to know is that I'm being paid, that there's money in my account and I can pay my bills. That's all I care about with my money. Amazing. I want you to do all the rest of it. And that's exactly yep. what she does. And that's having that's that amazing. reassurance. is a, It's so, it's worth its weight in gold. It really is. Yeah. I'm so glad. Ah, hugs. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> hugs. Virtual hugs across the Atlantic. Oh, no, you guys are in the same continent. You actual hugs. She's still quite long, a way so. away from me, but that's fine. I'm working on it. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's not an ocean in the way. This, this is a good starting point, I feel. That's true. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, that's a really good one for struggles, actually. We we keep talk, We keep saying we're going to talk about this in a, in a bigger uh yeah, a bigger episode, point. but it's it's such a big one. We kind of think maybe we, yeah, we we, we often look at the list and we're like, should we? No, we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> maybe that is imposter syndrome at work. Maybe we have we imposter syndrome about imposter syndrome. About imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Very twenty twenty. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Definitely. I, so I kind of have a. Uh, I had a question. Hang on. Is it still there? Talk amongst yourself for a moment. <laughs> Gone. we're recording someone well. also someone did actually ask me the other day they were like do you edit your podcast and i was like well i personally don't sarah does but um what do you mean edit and they were like would well, you take out all the crap bits i was like no it we pretty much talk. I mean, if, if we if we massively balls up then obviously we'll say like when when your uh, microphone broke the other day we yes. took that bit out obviously but um, in terms of the they were like you know when you all giggle and stuff and i was like no that is have you actually listened to that's our podcast it turned out they hadn't <laughs> yeah i was like they're the fun they're the that's that's why we're recording like why Go also, away, because I'm shoot, way too shoot, lazy shoot. to try and fix it all, so it's just like, you know what? Also, like, yeah, what, yeah. what, would, what would a podcast be without giggles? Exactly, so, yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I was Has going down the lines you? of, I wanted to talk about, um, oh, actually, yeah, I know obviously it's a bit difficult because, uh, like I said to you, we're, we're talking about um, being on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> We were saying that one again. Stuff shall out. I? Yeah, no, that will probably stay in too. Um, uh, so, <laughs> the, what I was—I uh, said to you earlier in an email about how um, obviously we're talking—we've got listeners on both sides of the Atlantic. So I know it's really mm-hmm. hard to give specific bits of advice as far as numbers are concerned. However, on the sort of uh, premise that lots of creative people are terrified of numbers, just as Carla and I are, what kind of sort of bits of advice would you give someone who a doesn't have a bookkeeper and? <laughs> B has like you know all the receipts peeled piled up in a, in a shoebox somewhere or something. What's the what, what are the kind of key bits of advice you give people who are thinking about doing um, a bookkeeper or not? So first of all, numbers don't actually bite. Um, I like that. <laughs> good advice. Yep. yep. Good tonight. Um, but the, no, I'd say I get it because like um, a lot of creative people like you're either like a wordsmith or a numbers person. Usually, exactly. usually you're one of yep. the two. Um, mm-hmm. I, I dabble in both because I used to blog professionally. Um, so 
I'm a weirdo. But, like, that, I think that gives me, like, a perspective in that, like, I, I understand, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the biggest piece of advice that, like, somebody who's sitting on, like, you know, years of not doing their bookkeeping who has, like, a literal pile of receipts, um, I'd say that bookkeepers don't care. Like, oh, there's no good. judgment. There's no judgment. <laughs> like, good to know. All, almost all of my new clients, um, when we first do a meeting, they like that, like, I'm super chill and... They always tell me that they're so worried about, you know, telling somebody that they haven't done their books for over a year or they have like just a pile of receipts and it's not organized and it's not sorted by date or anything like that. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, if you would Mm -hmm. like to pay me to sort those for you, go for it. And actually, there's a benefit to doing that because if I'm sorting your receipts, then I'm seeing what kind of expenses you have and it gives me an idea of what sort of chart of accounts I need to set up for you. So Mm. there's actually a benefit to that. And I think just like, I mean, saying I don't care is like, it's the wrong spin on that because I do care, obviously, you know, like I care about my clients and making sure that they're happy with the service they're getting. But in terms of like, they're just, I find that they're very worried about being judged for Mm. how they've done it. And I'm like, honestly, bookkeeping is one of the easiest things to set aside. If you are an entrepreneur you have a million different things on your plate. And bookkeeping, it's really easy to just be like, okay, well, I'll do that next week. I'll do it next month. I'll get caught up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm guilty. I've done it. I was three months behind. Like, Carl's now hiding behind her hands. <laughs> trying to get under right. the desk in a quiet fashion. <laughs> She's literally burying herself away. Just trying as hard as we're just sliding under the desk. Yeah, and that's like, me. You can't let your marketing slide because you need your marketing to bring in new clients. You can't yeah. let your HR slide because... If you have employees or subcontractors, they're real people that you have to deal with. They're in front of your face. But books and numbers don't care. They just sit there. They'll wait for you. And crucially, there's only a deadline for them once a year. Exactly. And so I often find myself... I mean, my accountant is amazing and she starts asking, nagging, asking me in August. Um, Nagging, she she nags, she nags. No, no, she she calls it nagging. I call it asking. (laughs) But she asks me in August... Um, so our, I don't. I think your deadlines are different in Canada, but yeah. for us, we have to submit by the thirty first of January for the previous tax year, so which ends in April. And so from she doesn't she's 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 not optimistic enough to ask me in April. But from about August, she says, "How how are your accounts doing, Carla? How are they doing?" And I'm like, mm-hmm, "They're in a box. In fact, they're in they're in this cupboard here, but I won't open it and make you cry." <laughs> um, and um, and I say, "Oh, you know, they're, they're they're coming." And then in about October, she's like, "So accounts?" And I'm like, "Mm-hmm." And then usually about five days before the deadline, she's like, yeah, right, accounts now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, I'll do them. And then I stay up all night and put them all together. And then she has to deal with them three days before the deadline. And she's fucking amazing, but I'm sure I'm not her favourite client. <laughs> and and it is because... We, and then the trouble is, it's not so much, I think, judgment as, like, we just don't want to be a pain. Mm. But actually, you're there to That's fix job. that for us. So yeah. there's exactly. a really weird... Yeah, yeah and you're yeah. doing it. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing as well to hear someone talk about numbers in a way that... Oh, excuse me. Um, in a way that that very clearly says, I love them. I love you know. This is what you want to do, and and we can see you. I mean, you guys can't because it's podcast, but we can see Megan smiling, and it's just a really lovely thing to see. So she actually has like joy when she's here. talking about bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's that, amazing. It makes me feel more joyous about it then because I was oh, just saying, wait one till of we start things. talking like fro- forecasting. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> mindset as well just going on on that for a second because like talking about forecasting because before this year if someone had said to me how much do you want to be earning a month I would have just looked at them and gone I, I, 
I don't know. There was no number there at all. But this year, I've actually started doing a little bit of forecasting. It's probably nowhere near in the realms of what you have, so Megan. Proud. But <laughs> I love that. I say that about people who write really good blogs, and I'm like, I'm so proud. I have actually had a blog post. Um, but yeah, it's I've I've actually come up with you know number goals and um, you know how much I wanna I want to be paying myself and all the rest of it. And it makes a real different. I, I feel like. I don't know whether it's handing all the stuff to you to deal with has just made me less afraid of saying, hey, this is what I want to be earning now. Whether that mm. cr- actually creates a shift in your mindset or, um, yeah, like you say, num- you know, numbers, money, it doesn't bite. It's there to... <laughs> I think, actually, I'm going to pick up on something there. I think there is something about being brave enough to hand... Because there's something that we... Um, so certainly in the UK, I feel like the impression I've got from Canadian friends and from Sarah having moved there, like we don't talk about and as women as well we don't Mm. talk about money we don't Mm. talk about numbers we don't talk about what we earn you know we're actively discouraged over here from talking about what we earn um certainly in the corporate world like when you're working a job job rather than um weirdly when you start a limited company people are like so how much do you earn and i'm like seriously no one has ever asked me this in my whole career what the fuck what just (laughs) happened so weird and i'm like you can literally look it up on on the company's house website and they're like yeah but but what does your company bring in what does it turn over and i'm like feels really rude and then I took a step back after several of those conversations when I started my first company and was like actually we should talk about money more because and I think there's something in there when you made the decision because I remember you talking about um when when you first mentioned Megan um I'm really pleased to meet you now it's really exciting um one day I'll come and say with say with Sarah she we will go and all together yeah um but I I feel like when you when you take your money in hand and you hand it to somebody else, you are opening that. There's a level of vulnerability, isn't there? Like, I know you're mm. a professional bookkeeper and literally handling other people's money is what you do. Like, handling other people's books is what you do. But there's still a level of like, oh, shit, someone else knows exactly what I'm earning and spending. And I feel like just taking that. I had the same when I when I first got, um, like, when I first hired Kylie to do my accounts. I had a very similar thing in that, like, actually, there's somebody else apart from me that knows exactly how much I make, don't make, spend you know spend when I probably shouldn't overreach but also when I earn more than I thought I was going to or save when I didn't expect to be able to and there's something about somebody else having access to that money that I think does shift your mindset not access to the money the numbers to the yeah numbers mm-hmm. that um that shifts your mindset I think there's there's something about that because it isn't it, we're taught to keep it a very private thing and I think actually sometimes we're better when we do talk about it are you kind of saying any sense are you are you saying that basically because i know that megan is looking at my numbers i'm i'm working harder to make sure she's more impressed with them (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't what i meant you could take it that way i'm showing off for megan so that she can see that i'm earning some money no i mean i I suppose that maybe no i was thinking more that um no, 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 I know. No, I'm, I'm thinking now, like, is that what I meant? No, that's not what I meant, I don't think. But there, is, there probably is an element of that. But I think it's more that it's not... Is it that it becomes more real? I think, like, I think part of it is, like, it's that judgment that... Like, that fear of judgment, like, you know, oh, my God, I'm only making this much, or, oh, my God, I spent that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, for me, I just look at, like, what I do, and, like... There's been months where I can barely afford to, like, feed myself after, like, you know, paying for the horse's vet bills and stuff like that, and I would go and get a new tattoo. I just, Mm. I needed it. I needed that feeling of control, and sometimes you may make a stupid purchase, but it might be what you need, and so Mm. I'm, I don't know about other bookkeepers, but I feel like most of us just 
either don't have the energy to judge or realize that we are all flawed humans and sometimes we just need that fuck it moment and go to the spa, go get your hair done, you know, buy some new shoes. Like maybe you just need that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, But I also think like part of that is like, maybe not like, like having somebody else look at your numbers and stuff like that is a little bit like giving upping the, like, ante on, like, you know, a feeling of ownership, like, yeah, Sarah, like, when I look at your numbers and, like, see them going up, like, I'm super happy for you, but I can kind of also, (laughs) like, I can also kind of see the point where, like, if you have somebody else reviewing that, you, you feel a little bit more of accountability, and so you Mm. plan a bit more so that you can make more money, and I also feel like part of that is, like, you know how, like, when you start a new business, everyone's like, well, you should do a business plan, and nobody wants to. Does anyone ever actually do a business plan? Because I don't think I I do. I do. I sometimes do, actually, because because for me, so I make business plans. (laughs) Probably different from yours, Megan. I make business (laughs) plans when I have a new idea to see whether or not I can actually turn the new idea into a business or whether I need to just put it on the shelf because I already have four, five, six, possibly, and I need to stop now. Um, But yeah. But, but, but money-wise... Like it's that, it's that level like, of accountability and that planning. Because, like, with the business plan, yeah. you're setting out your marketing strategy. You know, you're doing some cash flow forecasting to see if it's a viable business idea. And it's a similar concept with just the bookkeeping aspect. Like, you do... You know where you're at, and then you can do some planning. And that forecasting, so you know how much you want to make. And then you can start planning on how you're going to get there. Mm, can we talk about forecasting? Yes, <laughs> yes. Because, okay. well, so I've done various courses over the years and I've run various businesses over the years. And one of the things I have never put into a business plan is forecasting. Because everywhere I've ever been is like, well, forecast how much you're going. And I'm like, but I could just guess. Like, is it, it a, is guess? a guess? Is there any way of, is it literally just a guess? Because this seems insane to me. I was thinking you're, you're like, well, I'm going to plan this and I'm going to plan this other stuff and it's all sensible. And then I'm just going to pick a number out of thin air that I'd like to earn. I think part of it is stick um, it in my spreadsheet. I think part of it is a desire, isn't it? You put the number out there that you want to be earning and then you need to figure out how you're going to reach that number but that feels very odd in a plan that certainly in the very early days when I very first started learning about business um it was like oh you need to do this because you need to take it to the bank manager and I was like but this is literally fantasy like what is this (laughs) so can can we talk a bit more about that I'm really intrigued I think to start off um you know part of the reason you do it as part of your business plan to see whether or not it's viable is because it forces you to research the industry you want to enter um, like in my, That's for fair. example, in my early twenties, I wanted to start a website for buying and selling horses and I researched the crap out of that. I, I did a business plan and it was actually, it was in 2008 when the recession hit and I managed oh, wow. to get mm-hmm. a loan for $15,000. Um, so I was pretty, pretty proud of that. <laughs> um, but part of it was like, I went on other horse sale sites every day and I counted how many new ads they got. So that mm. I could use that number and say, like, look, these other sites are averaging this per day. That's what mm. I want to get to. And then I want to beat it. And that's where I started my projections on. Um, for Rogue Bookkeeping, I started with, I knew I had two clients when I would start. Um, the construction company that I used to work with and my dad's company. <laughs> so they have no choice but to come with me. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you're coming with me and you're supporting me so um but like I I knew roughly what how many hours a month it took to do there so that was my first month's projections and I just built it up from there I did 
three different projections. I did one for conservative um, onboarding of clients. I did one for aggressive. And then I did one in the middle. Mm-hmm. So then I knew basically like I projected my expenses and stuff for each month and I knew what bills I had to cover. And then I knew what bills I had to cover personally. Cause I also budget for my personal life. Cause also in my early twenties, I spent too much money. I was given a credit card that I should not have been given. <laughs> oh, I think there's many people in their twenties who can, uh, right? uh, you know, agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, I feel like projections, yeah, they are, they are fiction and they are goals. But mm. if you can root them in research and fact, then I think that makes them stronger. It makes your business plan stronger. And it also just, it really gives you like solid expectations. Like I love forecasting. I will always do forecasting. I geek out over it and I am not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> I do you know what? I love a good geek. I think all, 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 all good things should be geeked over. Like enthusiasm is something that is flicked down upon and it shouldn't be um, thank you that actually makes it clearer it's a, it's a goal that is surrounded by research and I, I actually that makes it clearer than any of the previous I don't even know how many people have tried to explain it and I'm just like <laughs> but it's fiction what are you talking about the way um, I've always looked at it is very much a, okay so these are my expenses I've done the same as well I actually spent some time earlier this year doing like a, a, a home budget so we know how much money we need per month and what I should be putting towards that kind of thing so and then from that I came up with a figure of this is how much salary I want to be paying myself every month. So I and I kind of did it in reverse and then I added on how much tax I should be paying roughly. So I I came up with a final monthly figure which then gave me a uh, an overall annual figure really. So that's that's I kind of did it weirdly back to front I suppose but um and it, it's just about having that figure in your mind so then you know okay yeah I need this many of this client and I need this many of this client that, mm-hmm. that I, so that I am making those those numbers every month basically isn't it that's that's it's, it's like setting funny. yourself There's... those um, Go on. sorry <laughs> so I was gonna say it's actually funny because there's two schools of thought around forecasting and budgeting and one is exactly what you just said like you take what your expenses are and what you need to make every month in order to to pay those and then anything on top of that is your profit and there's mm. another school of thought where you take what you want in your pocket each month and then, um, or sorry, what you make each month. And then from there you take what you want in your pocket and then whatever's left over is what you can afford to pay in expenses. So is that the so, profit first method? That's that profit one? first. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what it's called, but... Yeah. <laughs> that feels very much like that. Profit the thing first, that I yeah. found, so I, I try to work with that second um, plan, but I have a studio and so that has exponentially like it literally doubles my um what i would be spending on my business every month but it's also my happy place and it's brought me a lot of work and it's brought me a lot of other things uh not least not having to tidy up my house every time i have a client meeting which is worth like (laughs) so much more than i pay for it so um that's been a really interesting one because obviously there are some months where it's totally fine and then there's some months where i'm like well i could have this much or i could give up the studio okay i'll put some more money towards the expenses it's fine (laughs) so yeah it's but it's a it's an interesting one and actually i've just been while you guys were chatting i've just scribbled I've got a, a couple of post-it notes here of stuff I want to look at over the Christmas period and I've just put revisit forecasts and budgets because mm. now I feel like I can because now it makes more sense. Megan, Definitely. you've inspired someone today. You well have. done. You have. I've learned a thing today. <laughs> um, I mean, I, you know, I have done them in the past. I've just done them with this healthy sense of what the fuck. Yeah. And now I feel like I can do them with a like, oh, okay, I'm working towards this thing. I haven't just plucked it. I mean, I might have plucked it out of thin air, but I got, yeah, I know where it's come from, exactly. which is really helpful. Cool. Yeah, that can, cool. that can absolutely be a starting place. <laughs> Why not? 
Absolutely. Thank you. Um, mm. Where are we in our questions? Because I'm also thinking conscious of time as well. I know Megan oh, needs yeah, to get definitely. back to work at some point. So. <laughs> <laughs> that thing that we do, that we all do. I mean, who, do, who does that? The only thing, um, we haven't so talked about support networks, have we? Support, I was just about to say the same thing. Go on, yes, you carry on. Because I know you, you guys have some good ones. No, 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 no. I was, yeah, just, um, I know I have heard about wine and whining. <laughs> um, and I have heard about some other bits and pieces. And I know you guys also met through networking. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you said about clients becoming friends. And obviously Sarah and I are kind of, well, we weren't clients, were we? But we were like peers in the industry, yes. become friends. And can we talk about your support network and yeah. um, you know how it's helped you and and what you would kind of yeah tell us a bit about that? Um, okay, so from the beginning, I guess like um, I grew up. Um, my dad has his own company. He's always had his own company. He's always been an entrepreneur. So I kind of grew up with always thinking that self employment was a very viable option. Um, so that that kind of helped make it easier to jump into the self-employment for me, um, knowing that, and just have, I guess, growing up with that mindset, you know, that that helped. Um, and then obviously I have a very supportive partner. Um, he is freaking amazing and, um, you know, has been like a safety net for me. So if I, if Rogue Bookkeeping hadn't taken off, and honestly we plan for a very... Um, conservative start, shall we say? Yeah. I was really yeah, worried yeah. about how like I would get the word out and how I'd meet new clients and stuff like that because, to be honest, I hate sales. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was really worried about that, which is actually why I joined Connect Now Business Network, where I met Sarah. Um, oh. And that that's been a really supportive group. I've actually got a lot of clients from there, which is awesome because like I feel like these are people that like I've had a chance to meet and get in, get to know a little bit. And I feel really comfortable with them because they've gotten to know me a little bit before they've become clients. So I don't have to worry about dropping the random fuck here or, (laughs) you know, I can talk to them and say like, hey, I'm having a fucked up day. I'm not getting to your books today. I'm really sorry. And they're like, that's fine, man. And that's okay. No problem. Yeah, that's really cool. So that's been a great support network. Like, I feel like actually like a lot of my clients are part of my support network now because um we set we set the expectations right from the start like I have an onboarding email that I send um that kind of outlines like my hours of work when I expect to be paid you know what I charge for stuff like that um and I always say that anything in there is negotiable so if they have any concerns or questions like just talk to me and keep that dialogue open and because of that I feel like these clients are part of my support network in that if I'm having a bad day, if I need to take a day off and anything like that, nobody is banging down my door trying to be like, I need my books now, you know? Um, I can come to any of them and say, um, I need this information or, you know, your head's up your ass if you think that we're writing off a $2,000 TV for your... (laughs) Oh, man, really? Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) But I... This is really interesting to me because I think you're probably the first person who's actually mentioned their clients as their support network. I don't think... <laughs> yeah, it's a, I don't think we've had that before. No, yeah. and it's, it's actually... It makes a lot of sense, like you say, as well. If you're if you're befriending your clients, they're becoming... And, and to actually have that two-way street as well, then, yeah. as well. And I also think this is really magical. I'm assuming that, that some of these clients, or a, a bunch of them, were not already your friends beforehand. Because no, I, I absolutely... My, my clients are my support network, but that's because a lot of the clients that I had in my first year and a half of business, who are now either repeat clients or referring, 
a lot of them were already my friends because mm. a lot of my friends have businesses so it was kind of different like but this is amazing if you've got people who you didn't know before and now they have kind of yeah yeah it's, this is it's, really cool I'm, I'm loving this yeah it's been it's been actually like really weird for me because because of that like I don't I didn't know any of these people beforehand except like the two clients that I brought on board which was you know my dad and the construction company um uh, oh no sorry I did know one other one before um we went to the um, self-employment program back in my early 20s together <laughs> and, um we stayed Facebook friends and she saw that I was bookkeeper so she's like um can I like can we do the thing and I was like yes yes we can <laughs> yes we can <laughs> amazing <laughs> so, like and it's, it's hilarious because like you know I file her sales taxes and stuff and the other day like I couldn't log on for some reason like she changed the password or password got changed or whatever and she's like you know, don't even bitch at me for this. Like, I already fucking hate you for making me log into my credit card and get the statement. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nobody wants to see the credit card bill. I love <laughs> this. This is, do you know what? I reckon this is one of our clearest, um, clearest examples yet of like just being yourself, mm. being yourself in your business Absolutely. and letting your business fly on the basis of you. I love this so much. And it's, it, I think it's all the more, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone we've spoken to absolutely does that. But I think it's really unusual in your industry. Yeah. I, I feel like, mm. I mean, I know some amazing numbers people, but I don't think I've ever met a numbers person like you. <laughs> and that's a really good thing. That's a compliment, Thank yes. That is absolutely, <laughs> oh my God, that's the biggest compliment. Yeah, 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 sorry. That, that made no, no, I thought it was. I told you I wasn't very articulate in the evenings. Like, yeah, no, this is this is, this is is so cool. Like, um, And this is it, isn't it? You know, I mean, I, I quite often... Similarly, I mean, we've talked about this quite a lot and we have said the word fuck possibly more on this podcast than ever. <laughs> Any other, yeah, proud absolutely, of. I love it. Well done, Megan, well impressed. <laughs> That's what I bring to um, the table, yeah. But I often say to people, and I, I mean, I've done it a couple of times at networking meetings, that doesn't always go down brilliantly, it depends on who's in charge. But what I do say to people is that if you cannot cope with the word fuck, then you're not going to survive a three-hour shoot with me, so please don't book me. Because I can't spend three hours with someone working and not say fuck. Like, that's not a thing I can do. That's, um, like, that's like asking me I, to, you know, I don't know, do something... That I hate doing. I can't even think of a good example. It just, it's, just, it's just not going to happen, is it? Like, it, there's, there's just nothing. Yeah. And um, and it's been really interesting actually working with my family recently because I've had to, I've always been reasonably clean mouthed around my family because a lot of them have young kids. Um, and now we're working together in a reasonably high stress environment. I'm like, so I say fuck a lot. And they're like, yes, we had noticed. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to get used to that. That's a thing that I do now. Um, and I think they've been also, so we, we've had that, that release of, like they also feel they can swear in front of me now, which obviously they weren't because yeah, it's really weird. So um, it's not just the swearing; I think it's just the way that you are. But I, I love, I love that you have that relationship with your clients. I think that's a really amazing thing. And and actually, I imagine it's massively contributed to your very quick success I building so. your business this year. Absolutely, yeah. because it really draws the right people it's, to it's you. It's definitely. And say, I can say this again: being Megan, Megan's client, we're going to just big up Megan yeah. now. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely, it's very much. Uh, I mean, I know I've referred a few people to you so far because mm -hmm. as soon as they've mentioned having a bookkeeper, I'm like, well, I know this amazing <laughs> person. Yep, yep, so, yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so definitely Megan, works. tell me, tell me a little bit about how if you, I'm going to go circle back a little bit now, but. Okay. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your marketing and, and what you do and how you how you approach like being a million percent Megan and and bringing all these amazing people on board? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I didn't start out with a marketing plan, really. Um, like, obviously, when I started in January, we were pre COVID. So I was hitting um, the networking meetings. You know, I went to a couple of BNI meetings and like I, I joined up with Connect Now basically right away. Um, but I think I only got like two or three in-person meetings before COVID hit. Mm. And then it was like, 
oh shit, <laughs> you know, what do you do now? Because like my, my entire strategy had been in-person networking focused. Um, you know, I was planning on leaving like business cards at coffee shops and stuff like that. And all of a sudden that wasn't possible anymore. Um, so immediately I called up the owner of Connect Now, who is also um, a part of a um, website and um, like digital advertising company. And I was like, shut up and take my money. Like, we're going digital. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I didn't have money to spend. I'm like, here's my credit card. Just just do it. We obviously need yep. to. And, it. Do, make, do yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Just, just make it do, better. Do some magic. Yeah. Yep. Make it happen. Yeah. So take my problem and make it go away. Yeah. Exactly. As you do for your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like it. So we started on like some SEO and I just, I hit, I got a, um, that professional level Canva membership or whatever it is and just started creating my craptacular memes. Um, you know, I was doing it at like seven or eight at night as we're like sitting around after dinner watching TV and I'm just like, okay, this is weird. Let's do it. Um, and that was my strategy and the website traffic grew. Um, I've got a few, probably at this point got about four or five clients through Instagram. Um, so that's, that's been kind of crazy because I never expected that. (laughs) Um, and then I'm a member of some Facebook business groups for, you know, local businesses and stuff. And anytime they post up looking for a bookkeeper, I say, hey, or if somebody has a question about GST or, you know, when they can start doing this or um, like I have an info package on my website for when you want to start a new business and you want to get registered as a sole proprietorship, what are the steps? What do you do? Because when you don't know, it's so stressful. Yeah, like, so that's I, really cool. I literally took notes as I was setting up Rogue Bookkeeping and made a step-by-step and included all the links. So you don't even have to think. You just do step one, go to this link. Step two, go to that link. And when somebody like asks a question online, I'm just like, oh, hey, here, do the thing. And, you know, check this out. It's free. You know, you don't have to sell me an arm, a leg, a kidney or anything. Um, <laughs> you don't have to sacrifice your firstborn. You just take it. Yep. And if you have any questions, let me know. And... Yeah. I've gotten yeah, a really lot cool. of I've got a lot of people like who see those comments on the Facebook groups or whatever and contact me based on that even though they're not the original poster they're just like oh hey this is cool let's talk I'm, okay that's amazing and the thing yeah, is it's really that like whole that. you're giving information away without you know any kind of preconception of oh this is to get clients this is or expectation it's, yeah. it's to help you and actually I think that probably attracts people to you as well because you're not like you say you don't like selling it's not not your oh, favorite God, thing no. to do so <laughs> oh that was a face wow. <laughs> I, I, I sold ads for a while yeah I, it's I awful. mean I did that thing and I yeah. hated every second of it yeah and yeah, that was exactly. actually one of the one of the only jobs i've ever been fired from and it's like yeah y'all knew i hated this i can't even fake it i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not even sad about this i'm just gonna go Fives, I'm, yeah. i'll test you that's amazing cool i love that i feel like have we have we come to the end carla are we pretty much there what do you yeah, think? we've done advice and stuff. I think the only thing I would ask is, what do you wish you'd known at the start of your journey? Oh, yes, good one. I know your start oh. of your journey wasn't that long ago, but what do you, wish you'd, what do you know now that you wish you'd known then? Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, like, it's definitely been, like, an adventure and, like, a little bit of a roller coaster, and especially with COVID. Um, I mean, I wish I'd known COVID was going to hit at the start. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. That is a good one. <laughs> 
Um, but to be honest, like um, my adoption of new clients has not slowed down or really been affected by COVID. So I guess I wish I knew that it would actually be a lot easier than I thought it would be. And yeah. I don't know if that's just like my industry or if, you know, like the way I'm doing the marketing and branding has really worked and resonated um, or if it's timing. Um, but whatever is really working, um, it would have saved me a lot of stress and sleepless nights at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's probably a wonderful combination of all three things, though. Definitely. It's, um, yeah, I think so, too. The, I, I think um, with the, the world needed... A bookkeeper like Megan, because um, the well needed a Megan. Yeah, we, put, we always put on the show notes. So at the bottom, so the next bit will be to plug yourself. But we always put at the bottom, um, get more Megan in your life. Ah, yeah, I love it. So, there we so go. let's moving on to that segment then. Get more Megan in your life. Where can we find you? What do you have? What would you like to tell our listeners? What would you like us to, uh, to yeah, promote yourself? Free, free for all. Oh, well then, <laughs> all this is going to take a minute. Um, no. Okay, so that's you, cool. You can find me at roguebookkeeping.ca. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash roguebookkeeping. Instagram, same thing, instagram.com slash roguebookkeeping. Um, those are basically the only places I'm at. I signed up for TikTok and then I said, fuck that. Um, <laughs> Hurrah! <laughs> Us too. So sorry. I, I I now look at TikTok like every freaking night before we go to bed because there's so many first oh, videos on there. I'm just like, I, oh I can't man. stop. <laughs> I have one I'm going to send you. Oh, oh I have one I think you will appreciate. Yeah, that's cool. Um, carry on. Carry on. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Um, like I said, there's a bunch of free resources on my website. You know, for starting a new business, for registering for GST. Um, for business expenses, what you can expense, and how to deal with um, home office expenses, which seems to be pretty relevant these days. Mm-hmm. Um, this is obviously, we'll make, make that clear that, that this is obviously more Canada-based than anything yes, else. Yes, so, yes, sorry, yeah. it is It is 100% Canada-based, um, actually mm-hmm. 100% BC-based. BC, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the expenses will roll over to across Canada, but um, for registering for the sole proprietorship and stuff, that was definitely strictly BC. Sure. Cool. We'll put links as well in the show notes to, we'll to make get sure that. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's cool. And what about also? Don't forget to mention your support local page because I think that's awesome oh, as yes. well. Yeah. So at the beginning of COVID, um, there obviously local businesses were suffering. Nobody knew what to do. Everyone was running around like a chicken with their head cut off. So um, I took a page from several other businesses and added a support local page to my website, and it is open to absolutely anyone um, if you're. A retail brick and mortar store if you're online if you're local if you're not local i mean i just want to help support small businesses um my website doesn't get you know facebook level of traffic obviously but you know if somebody sees your link and wants to uh check it out um the support local page is there and if anyone wants to be featured on it just uh, shoot me an email i uh, just ask for a picture of your logo uh your link and about three to five sentences of what your business is what you do which I think is a that. it's a lovely thing so much so that I stole it and put it on my own website too so I think yeah. actually I was just about I didn't I didn't interrupt you but I was going to speak oh it was you because I remember Sarah saying about it and then I ended up doing a similar thing in a blog post for local businesses yeah. here so I even knew you, you've actually so, paid it yeah, forward you know. Megan that's what you've done and it's gone, gone international yeah. so I'm well impressed yeah, yeah that's definitely. really cool so thank you thank you so Amazing. much for coming and talking to us and spending oh, like you know a 
a big chunk of the middle of your day talking to us as well. Bitch, yeah. Oh, of course, it's both of you in the middle of the day. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, it's really dark outside my window, so it always feels slightly surreal that you guys have sunshine <laughs> or, or howling wind, as Sarah had earlier it today. Was, it was hideous like, oh, yeah. earlier. Like a gale. Yeah, yeah really yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Cool. No, it's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and uh, now we get to oh, do our fun This is bit, our little which... bit where we, we're terrible at closing our <laughs> I feel podcast. like it's now tradition that we have to be awful at it. Um, do you want to Do you want to start? So Oops. you can find us. Our website is creativereboot.co and you can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram as at creativerebootco. What else? We have a small but perfectly formed Facebook group, which we would love you to join. If you search for Creative Reboot on um, Facebook, you will find it and we will let you in absolutely um and we are on all your favorite um podcasty platforms Platforms, that's the word i'm looking for i think platform is the word but my my brain isn't working very well today um so we would love it if um if you if you're enjoying leave us a comment leave us a like um subscribe to us if you want to hear more of our dulcet tones in your earphones um and rate don't forget to rate five stars a rating yes yes i've got to script this this is so bad (laughs) (laughs) but it's like traditionally a year in it's traditionally bad so it's kind of fun um (laughs) Yeah, like, subscribe, rate, let us know. If you've got anything, if you'd like to be on the podcast, give us a shout. There's a form on our website you can fill in. Um, or you can email us, which is hello at creativereboot.co. Um, I'll stick it in the show notes. Yes. I can't speak. Um, and equally, if you've got anything you'd like us to talk about, so on our general chat episodes, or if there's a particular expert you'd like us to have a chat to, give us a shout. We'll do our best. Absolutely. Um, and then that's probably us. I done. Think so. Really? Yeah. yeah. So another big thank you to Megan. Yes. And uh, we'll sign off and let you guys go back to whatever it is you were doing before you switched us on. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.